Enlighten Me, the podcast everyone is talking about with your host, Julian, where wisdom, knowledge, and experience meet the public. This is your host, Julian Enlighten. Today we have my good friend from middle school, Nene. How you doing, Nene? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, you know, just just put the kids down, so just ready to relax and you know talk about our, you know, the topic of grief. Let's let's get let's get into this and uh, let's put up some information. I'm gonna be representing businesses, so if you have a business, go ahead and uh, send me some information. Do some shout outs and uh, put y'all out there as well. So, uh, Nini, grief. You uh, give me what experience. Mm-hmm. Um, so my story, um, it, it starts from high school. I think the, you know, of course I had went through minor grief in high school, you know, little breakups here and there, you know, and you're like depressed for like two weeks. Um, my grief started with my father, my best friend. So when I was a senior in high school, a lot of people didn't know what was going on, but when I was graduating, he had brain tumor. So we had to rush him and, you know, get the surgery and whatnot. Um, fast forward, um, you know, cause I don't want to stay on that topic, how long that process took, but it took about seven years. Mm. So I was basically a caregiver, um, a nurse, you know, I, you know, had to turn into, you know, from that daughter, that spoiled brat to, um, you know, having that that part die from me and not know it and become you know a caregiver for my father at that time so that process was about seven years um and he passed away uh, i think that he passed away january 13th 2017 and i tell you that part was wild and i say that delicately because even though he was dying slowly, you know, little pieces of you, little hopes, and, you know, just that faith that that person that you love is not going to go nowhere, just gone in a quick second. Um, so he, he passed away, you know, the brain tumors kept coming back. And, you know, and that's why I definitely have experience with that grief, because even after those seven years, I was in a dark place for at least three years, three or four years, um, grieving for my dad. So, you know, um, it's just, it's just one of those things where, you know, grief will, it will break you in the beginning, but there's always a light at the end of the tunnel and just have to fight for it, you know, and that's my, that's my piece of testimony. You have any, uh, questions, um, Julian? You said seven years. Seven years. And that's what a lot of people understand that, um, Grief, there is no time period. There's no time. And me being a man, I lost my father. A lot of people not personally know that. So I lost my father in 2018, stage four renal cancer. And for oh, the longest wow. time, yeah, wow. yeah, a lot of a lot of people, I think I posted it one time. Yeah, one time. But I tried mm. to post it on social uh, social media. But for the longest, you know, yeah, men were kind of stubborn in that in mm-hmm. that aspect. Mm-hmm. So I just dug a hole, buried, dug a hole, buried. 
and then I, there's times where I, I couldn't be in the same room with somebody talking about uh, yeah. loss of love. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't listen to Dance with My Father again with Luther Vandross. That's how mm. I knew yeah. I was like. I was mm-hmm. And it's a beautiful song, but I'm like, you know, like it still gives me the chills when I listen to it, but I know um, I'm healed in that part. But yes. when I was going through that process, I did not want to hear that song. Oh my gosh. Like I. And I was so embarrassed, and, and this is also, you know, Julian, I want the listeners to know, I was at a wedding, y'all, okay? And this is when I was going through that process, and see, outside looking in, everybody's probably like, oh, you know, why she walk out like that, not knowing what I was going through? So that's why now I'm a little bit more delicate, um, you know, just going through that process, delicate when someone's reacting to something, you don't know what they're going through. So, um, but anyway, back to the wedding. So that song came on and the girl was dancing with her father and I just walked out just crying, you know, and, uh, and a little bit about grief as well. Um, at that time, I did not know I was grieving. So, you know, even talking to therapists and focusing on other things, but I never talked about my father. So she actually diagnosed me with, um, it's called something, I'm not a psychiatrist, but she was just like, uh, it's when you grieve on, or you focus on a matter, but it's not really something that is triggering you. You're trying to not focus on, say like a death of a person. So that's one thing I wanna tell the listeners too, if um, they're going through that, um, just to pay attention, um, you know, cause that was an eye opener for me. And she was just like, you know, you are about to lose your friend, your best friend, and you're telling me about something that happened four years ago, you know, and I don't think that's what you're, you know, what you're grieving about, you know, but yeah, that's, that's a long story too. It's just grief just comes in just different uh, layers, man. Like, I mean, yeah, so just ask away. Yeah, because there's five stages. There's denial anger bargaining depression acceptance so yeah usually i was talking to my friend earlier uh, shout out to jordan she was saying that you can actually go from different layer yeah. of stages I, I thought it was like a growing process like okay i hit this stage, hit this mm-hmm. stage. that's what adolescent thinking on my part but i can see that happen so would you say you ever felt anger at all oh god i was so mad i was you know I was mad at God. I mean, I was angry because I was like, well, why do I have to go through this? Why, you know, why are you, you know, and and again, that's that spiritual part. A lot of people don't know this is that, you know, (laughs) when you're angry and and that's spiritually when you're, you're lost and you're trying to find yourself, you're going to blame the higher being or the universe or whatever, because you're, you're, you're just not understanding your world is about to, come crumbling down um so yeah I was I was very angry very angry I mean I can't even like just going back to where I was like five years ago I was I was mad I was even mad at my dad you know it wasn't his fault yeah. and, and that's that's part of the state I mean it's right yeah. there <laughs> I know that uh, bargaining was one that uh, intrigued me I guess I'd mm. say Hey God, if you do this, uh, yep. you bring back my loved one, or if you 
if you do this, I won't do something else. So that's one of the stages as well that the tree, I, I start to read. Oh yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like even in movies and stuff like that, um, you know, when, when someone passes away, you see people just saying, please, God, please, no, please, you know, I won't, you know, that's that you're trying to make a bargain. Um, so, I mean, that, I mean, all those layers is, I mean, to me, I feel like a deep grief, you, you definitely gonna go through all those stages, most definitely. Of course, the most common one is normal grief. The loss of a young person like that. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, another statistic that was back from the CDC and Inferna said 50% of Americans are grieving. 30% are grieving over it. You know, death of a family member, yeah, or a friend, 20% over a pet, 3% over a spouse, just yeah. wild because pet and spouse we got it, and wow. 2% yeah. of a child. So, yeah, you know, I, yeah. I've learned doing some research on this, uh, like I'm getting kind of more into it, that people mourn their pets more than people these days. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, all right, here we go. Hey, listen, hey, hey, that's real too. I mean, it was a, it was a long, it was a long, like my dad, but like, you know, like I said, you, you, you build those attachments, you know, no matter what it is. And, you know, when it just, when something just disrupts nature, you're gonna just kind of just be off balance. You know, that's, that's number one, you know, and yes, I'm speaking experience. I had a little cat. And I came home, and he was dead. So kid. that broke my heart, yeah. <laughs> oh, Chana, woo, can't even think about that. If something happened to Chana. <laughs> right, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You, you kind of go in this place, you're like, dang, you know, I'm not going to find, you know, a pet like you. I'm not going to find something that, that, you know, I was so comfortable with you. I was so... You know, you were my familiar, like you know, and yeah, and perfect. I even have friends that will go in that that deep depression state for at least like a week, you know, and they recover. But um, you know, but also Julian, you know, yeah, I know people that are still grieving over something like at least fifteen years ago, um, you know, and I like to use my dad as an example because he was this strong man, right? When his mom passed away, he never, and this is why, I don't know if you hear a lot of people that say this, they say things like, um, you know, they would say things like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not processing it right now, yes. or, you know, I'm getting stuck in that, that hurdle where it's like, they don't want to talk about it. Oh my gosh, that's so important. They don't want to talk about it. So if you think about it, it's kind of like this bottle of just your emotions. And you don't talk about it. You don't want to. You're trying to be strong. You know, that's the the main one, being strong. And I'm just going to say, no, it's not. You're hurting yourself. And you have to talk about it. You have to because you're going to be stuck in that time frame. And I, I kind of had a sorry, you know, because it's late at night. So please, guys, forgive me. But <laughs> 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 that out there, it was like a little pause. Like, I know I'm talking about my dad. But what I was saying was, you know, he lost his mom 
and he you know probably like 15 more years you know he wouldn't talk about it but he would just say yeah you know I miss her and then move forward but he was still grieving over the loss of his mom you know because that was his that was his everything well I mean besides his and you know his eternal family but that was his mommy so you know um you know but but the main big thing is when people go through that grief um you know they don't want to hear nobody talk about it and, and that's fair um but it's just you know just a reminder that you know don't don't get stuck in a place where you know you you feel as though no one's going to understand because oh my gosh someone's story is going to either match with yours or be worse than yours so you know I just always feel like if you talk about it it's definitely uh, a healing um, that takes place for sure exactly I know I was reading up on something people in society today as well people already they try to stay busy so they don't think once something comes up or arises they go do something else you know yes so try to stay busy it's, it's yeah. haunting and it's haunting them currently constantly right. um, and once they even talk about it but I think talking about it is good and I wish I would have known that when I was younger me when too I was 18, me too yeah me too I was um and uh yeah I remember I remember you were at the hospital I was there too hello um yeah. but <laughs> but no like when I and it's so crazy because if you think if we would have communicated our experiences we probably could have been that grieving process probably could have been a little shorter than what it was um because you know it's like like I said like and it's hard you know easier said than done because I'm out you know I'm out of that that darkness but um I think the thing of it is, is is when someone is grieving um they feel as though they're alone they're in a dark place and they just don't want to hear nobody talk about like I think the main thing is just like I'm so sorry you know oh my gosh you don't even know how I was like I was just mad I was even mad at that point when people would just be like I'm sorry and they're being generous you know I just didn't want to hear it I was just like sorry ain't gonna bring them back sorry ain't gonna bring them back like I don't want to hear that like I don't even want to talk about it at all yeah yeah I'm <laughs> yeah. Now there's so. subtle, are there subtle urges or uh, instances where like, you may just start thinking about him again or certain things? Like oh, sure. absolutely! Oh my gosh! Oh. So on my wedding day, um, this is another prime example. Everyone, uh, you know, I walked down the aisle. I was happy. I was like, man, you know, I wish my dad was here. So I saw my dad's side of the family, you know, at the end of the reception, and I just busted out crying. And I know everyone's going to be like, but hey, you said you were done grieving. Like, well, see, here's the thing. I would rather cry than have it locked inside of me and just be angry walking around here just pouting. So um, I just busted out crying with my cousin. I was just like, I miss my dad. You know, I wish he was here. But that was more of a happy, kind of like happy, um, I, you know what, Julian, I can't explain that feeling. Like it was like I was happy, but sad at the same time, you know, but I understand. I understand the energy behind it. I understand he did his purpose. 
I understand that, you know, he is, you know, near me and looking out for me. Um, and then with my kids, like my kids even look like my dad. It's crazy. I'm like, oh, of course. I'm like, you act like him too. <laughs> <laughs> but it's happy times. Like I laugh. I can I can talk about my dad because, you know, just looking back, I'm like, you know, I had a great experience with him, man. Like that was my best friend, you know, uh, especially when we would joke with each other. So I try to, I try to, t- I found that when I talk about him more and laugh about it, it makes me feel good. That's good, and that's what you need. And I'm sure, in the instances where you may, it may be like some type of thing, you can just look back and smile, like you know, my dad was mm-hmm. good. Now I know there are four types of grief that usually a lot of people don't talk about. It's more of the psychology side. Is resources uh, psychology today? You can Google this and as a prison or something like that. But a loss of identity. That, that develops mm-hmm. from or derives yeah. from divorce or loss of a child, mm-hmm. something of that sort. The loss of safety. Yes. This could be back to our podcast before domestic violence. Yes. And that's what I was going to hit on. I was like, and see, I don't want to just say, like, yeah, because of his death, but I'm sorry. When you go through something like that, you're very easily vulnerable. It doesn't matter, like, what you see. Oh, what comes in your life is the I call it the dangerous mode when you don't know who you are. Oh yes. And you know, and, and like you said, that yes, you can lead it can lead you in domestic violence. And hey, it doesn't have to be death. It can be like we say before, divorce, loss of a child, it just doesn't matter. Um so that's that's a true statement. Another another one about it, loss of identity, loss of dreams. A lot of people in our generation in school, and mm-hmm. they are expecting to land a job in response. KFC, even Walmart. Well, think, our, think. Our that, but, well, know, think about it. <laughs> even yeah. even young young kids say like if they were in sports, that's the main big thing. All they have in their life is sports. Yeah. You know, it's something where they can, you know get it out that's who they are they're the best track player they're the best football player and then all of a sudden it's just something happens where they either can't do it no more or they weren't selected but you lose that identity and that is like a depression mode where you're trying to figure or even if you don't make it in the nfl and you thought that you was and it's like you don't know who you are you're like what the heck and that's why i try to tell some of these kids like you don't have to just be in the you, don't, you don't have to. Do more. Do you, more. You, you can double tap on both of those Do You can what? play football and become a lawyer or an accountant. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do more. And, and, and that's the main important thing. It's just like have more than one. I Well, I don't know if this kind of sounds crazy, but have more than one identity. So it's like, yeah, you're this, but what else can you be? What else can you do to give back? for that moment in time where you're trying to figure out your purpose. And I know a lot of people are like, dang, how do you find your purpose? Well, that does take time. It's it's a passion that's inside of you. It could either be something that has saved you or something that had killed you inside, but it's a passion. 
you know, and you want to, you know, not a lot of people had this now. Don't get me wrong. Some people, <laughs> please don't, please don't get on me because you're like, hold up, like I just don't have the energy. You may not have that energy. That may not be your thing, but hey, you know, but we all have what you call dual identity. Um, I like to call it. So, um, you know, that's that's very important. And you know, again, like who's gonna know? And this is very important too to listeners that have not experienced a tremendous loss. It's important to know that you have to just be delicate, man. Like, and I know Julian, maybe, you know, I don't know if you went through this, but a loss of a parent, um, depending on how close or, you know, were you close with your dad? Oh, very close. Okay. So your whole outlook is completely different, no? Mm -hmm. so people who had lost someone your whole concept of just taking a day like just living it out full blown because you know that it can just be easily either ripped away a person that you love so much is not in front of you so you just see things differently like and even like with friends like I'm so delicate like you know and this happened in the past it's like you know how can you stay mad at somebody just don't stay mad because you don't know if they will die today or tomorrow and that's my whole saying I'm like please don't don't hold no grudge like that like you don't know if that last word that you're saying and this happened this did happen to me um it happened in high school a friend of mine um he uh he actually was killed by a train like a train I think it was like a car accident with a train uh but he wanted to hang out with me but um this is like one of those those scenarios where you're like, hey, don't take it for granted. So anyway, him and my other best friend got into an argument. So I didn't want to be in the middle of it. And I will never, I forgave myself, but at that time I didn't forgive myself. Cause I was like, dang, if I hung out with him before he went back to Michigan, man, you know, who knows what the words would have said. But the last thing he said to me was, hey, do you want to hang out? And me trying to play the safe mode, you know, I didn't get that chance. So, you know, so that's why I always tell people, you know, I mean, I know different experiences, but man, just don't don't take your next day for granted. It's not promised us. It's not, and a lot. Of, that's why they always say, uh, what people who pass away get more flowers than those who are alive now. You don't Ooh. cherish people, and that's just how our human mind is. We're complacent creatures. So yeah. every day was like, I expect my spouse to come home from work. Yeah, you know, you kind of need to embrace them a little bit more, and that's what I'm doing around me now. I used to brush everywhere, I used to mm-hmm. kind of and just listen. You love, but, yeah, <laughs> you love deeper. You just love deeper. You yeah, love, I just love, you love deeper. that person deeper. Sister says I'm, I'm as deep as a, a pond, or I don't know if she was. So, yeah, <laughs> I just yeah. I just look at things as they are, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. what else? Because this is something significant in my life, and I can right. learn from it, or I can Correct. reflect it. My right. And hey, and hey, I like to look at it as kind of like a thing where, you know, like to call it the the grief club, you know, Um, anybody who did specifically lose that part of them, you know, that person or just someone they love so much that you thought they would be there with you walking down the aisle. You thought they would be a grandfather, grandmother, sister, you know, I'm sorry, sister, well, yeah, sister, brother, uncle, auntie, whatever. Um, You know, it's just 
you know, I do call it that grief club because it's like no one will really understand unless they experience that. So, um, you know, so it's just like you'll you'll say something and I'm just going to get it out front and be like, yeah, I know you experienced that because it happened to me. I know how you feel. You know, you have more empathy. Um, but I mean, don't get me wrong. People will always like care for you and be like, hey, you know, I'm sorry about this, but they're not going to completely understand um, that loss. Now, I would say, do you think now that, say, going off what you said, that people understand the law, now that social media is more driven in our life and society, do you feel like we're becoming more desensitized to actually feeling the way we feel towards others? Because what a life or a heart signifies, I mm. care, feel some kind of way, rather than being able to actually understand somebody or try to understand that happened. Ooh, that's deep. Um, I mean, you could take it either or um because i'm not taking it away from people that that didn't experience because you're always going to have people that that have love for you um so i just want to correct that you know you're always going to have people that that have love for you and want to hug you and hold you and they feel your pain but they're not going to and even with domestic violence with that too you're not going to understand that person and what they're experiencing with all those grief steps. I mean, like I said, you have different levels, but you're not gonna completely understand when you when you feel like you died with that person. I guess that's what I wanna say. Um, and you're not gonna, like those likes and those hearts, that don't mean nothing when you're going through it. You appreciate it, but at that time, you're looking at it and you're just like, man, you don't, you know, you don't, I guess the key thing that people always say is like, oh, you don't understand. It's almost like you just want people to kind of be near you, but not be near you. It's, yep. it's really, a, and I guess that's part of the depression part as well. That's why I tell people sometimes, hey, do you need, if you want me to listen, do you need my input, or you just want to sit yep. in the room, just be quiet. I can just yep. sit in the room. That's my practice. So exactly. those who are listening, uh, do me a quick favor today, tomorrow, this week, so reach out to somebody who had a loved one pass away, or even that animal pass away. Just reach out to them, just check them. You know, yes, and, and if they're on your yes, and if they're on your mind, uh, and and I know I am horrible with this because you know I, I am a mother of you know two. Um, it's just you know I know schedules are busy, but if they're on your mind, they're on your mind for a reason, and you just want to just check in, man, because. Like I said, I even have, I guess God used me for a purpose in this, but I even have friends, a friend that committed suicide. Um, so that was heartbreaking. And she was, man, like our last conversation, she wanted me to, they always want to see me. I don't know why. Uh, she wanted to see me. And I know that wouldn't have changed anything, but it's like, she was on my mind. Yes. And she was on my mind for a reason um, to check in. So, so that's what I'm saying, y'all. Like, um, you know, like Julian said, like just checking on your peoples, man. Like, because again, you don't know if they'll be there tomorrow. Yeah, it's 2022. Let's start it off right with all yes. about love, cultivating love. So y'all can just do that. Yes, and again, uh, y'all, like it's late here. I did not have my coffee, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, I'll take the blame on that one. It was, you know, I'll chef me up and do it. It was ten <laughs> tries for this, y'all. Ten tries. Yes, five, <laughs> but two weeks ago, I think. I think it was two weeks ago. 
it was two weeks ago. It was two weeks ago, and I guess it just wasn't the right. Cause, and I will, I have to, I have to share this as well. Oh, it's very exhausting to talk about something to take you back. Oh man, it is exhausting. So, you know, I had to, I had to get my mind, you know, prepared to to talk about it because, you know, that's one thing I can say. You out of it, but you don't want to get back into it. As far as like talking about it and and you know. And not so much being stuck there. I don't think I can because I came so far. Um, but it's just, it, it does take a lot out of you to, you know, talk about the sad memories of someone. So, you know, so just try to talk about the happy memories of that person that, that left your life. So that's the key one, too, if you're, if you're going through that grief process. And let me add this before we go. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Please, 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 please do not feel like you do not need to talk to a counselor or therapist. There is nothing wrong with it. Talk to someone because I promise you it was the best thing. And also, if you're religion or not, um, I know that played a big part in me as far as getting in my spirituality and and getting that, that healing grace and having more understanding. So... You know that's that's so important. If you if you're going through it, please just you know do those one of those steps. Um, and I promise you, there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and you're not gone. Again, you know you have a purpose to be on this earth. You know, um, to just pass on that that uh, lantern or what is that lantern or thing where they light it on the stick? Yeah. Oh yeah 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 yeah. Let me get off this. Let me get off this interview. Well, Nah, I really appreciate it. I know um, people. Yay. I told people about the grief, death, grief podcast. Oh, that's great! I'm and, so uh, glad. I hope this helps somebody. Were, yeah, people are looking forward to it. For those listening, uh, please check out the YouTube and like me. Again, if you have a business, uh, go ahead and shoot me a message. I will shout it out on here to help you your business. If you have any suggestions on podcasts? Let me know. I have one coming up. Soon. People want to keep doing dating. Yes. Oh, I guess that's right. hey, you know, dating is hard, and that's a that's a hey, man, I, I get it. Hey, hey, low key, you need to talk about marriage too now. Oh, it actually, yeah. that's that is one that a gentleman said he wanted to do one on finding your uh, marriage and divorce and not married yet. So I'm getting all the aspects. Too. Oh yeah, yeah. All so right. that's coming soon, y'all. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna keep putting this in. Nini is the best one so far. Nini, I appreciate it. I want to try oh, this one. thank you. <laughs> That's a wrap. <laughs> oh, man. Such a pleasure. Um, hey. hope, to, hope to talk again on another interview. And thank you, everyone, for having me. Of course. Thank you, Nini. And I thank you all listening. Please share the podcast. Share the love. And remember, grieve reach out to somebody this week. So this is your host, Doyne Unlighten Me, and we're signing off. Take care.